Do you sometimes struggle with all the rules, regulations, and cultural expectations in your faith? Are you confused at the wide variety of approaches to living the same gospel? Do you feel frustrated and overwhelmed by the checklist approach that seems to exist around you? Or maybe you feel shame when you can't seem to get it all right and you don't know how you can possibly remember all the rules and be the best person you can be. Well, today we're going to talk about cultural laws, fence laws, and the spirit and letter of the law. You'll walk away with a better understanding of what you can do to be more spirit-led without any guilt or shame or feeling overburdened. You don't want to miss this episode today because it's going to be transformational. I promise. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome to episode 16, Understanding Cultural Laws, Fence Laws, and the Spirit and the Letter of the Law. I am so excited about today. I know that I get excited often, but this one I've wanted to do again since the beginning. I just wanted to space it out a little bit with some of the other topics I had going first. But this one is going to be great, so I'm just going to hop right in because there's a lot to cover today. I'll try to not keep you here too long, but these things are so important that it might be a little bit longer, just a little disclaimer. So worth it, so don't go away. When I talked about creation versus consumption a little while ago, that was because that topic was one that was so pivotal for me for many years after listening to a podcast episode on the topic and also pivotal for many of my clients when I later taught them about those principles. Well, today is another topic that has stuck with me for a few years now, and I've been really excited to talk about these key points. That's inspired by an episode on the Leading Saints podcast in an interview with John Hilton III. So even if you're not a Latter-day Saint or even a Christian, I really do think you're going to enjoy this episode because these concepts can be applied to all cultures and helps minimize judgment, shame, and really does help increase that clarity. So just a little background on John Hilton III. He wrote The Founder of Our Peace, among several other books, and he's a religion professor at BYU currently. So in the show notes, I'll link that episode and where he talks about fence laws, which again is what this episode is inspired by. This is one of the most popular episodes and topics on Leading Saints podcast for a reason. First, I want to share a quick personal story that leads really well into this topic. 
So when I was a teenager, I was in a ward with a lot of Hmong people. And if you don't know who they are, they um, immigrated from Laos, most of them. And they are often, at least in my ward, they were often poor, having immigrated not that long ago. And their Sunday best was more like everyday clothes. So I grew up watching many of the girls wearing pants to church. And one Sunday, I, I asked my mom if I could wear my nice dress pants. I told her that the other young women were wearing them, and she said that was fine, even though she didn't really know. That day when I went to church, I ended up getting chewed out by a young women leader for not wearing a dress. Now, I was acting innocently, and I really didn't realize this was a problem. Both my parents were converts. We lived in a very different culture. There wasn't quite that level of shame or that um, cultural expectations that might be in other areas. Luckily, my mom stood up for me, and I was able to move past something where I had felt really misjudged and very humiliated. Now, in this situation, I wasn't breaking a commandment. That member was raised in a very different cultural place than I was. So being raised in a rural area in the Midwest was very different than being raised near, let's say, Salt Lake City, Utah, which I think she was raised somewhere around there. I ran across things like this sometimes when I went to school at BYU-Idaho. I occasionally felt a little like an outsider because of some of these cultural differences. And these were usually pretty small things, like uh, how many people own trucks out here, and how revered your pioneer heritage was, and countless tiny little things about like how your religion is practiced in these different areas. John Hilton III, I kind of just want to call him John, it's a very long title, <laughs> but he shared how some cultural differences can be fence laws. So what are fence laws and why do they matter? I'm going to start with a quote that he also shared uh, from Elder Uchtdorf, who said, There are so many shoulds and should nots that merely keeping track of them can be a challenge. Sometimes, well-meaning amplifications of divine principles, many coming from uninspired sources, complicate matters further, diluting the purity of divine truth with man-made addenda. One person's good idea something that may work for him or her, takes root and becomes an expectation. And gradually, eternal principles can get lost within the labyrinth of good ideas. I really enjoyed this quote. I hope you were able to pay attention to what I said as I was reading it. I just want to read that last part of it, or even just summarize it. So basically, some of these well-meaning things can come from uninspired sources and complicate matters and really dilute the purity of truth with our own addenda. And these good ideas can become expectations. I thought about this even with the suggestions that I give you in this podcast overall. Like these concepts and ideas are really good, but if you don't listen with your intuition and with the spirit, you might get buried under good intentions just like anything in the church or otherwise, if we are too focused on so many things without being spirit-led, then that can sometimes cause more harm. You know yourself best, and like I tell my clients, unless you learn to tune out the distractions of the world and seek guidance on what improvements are best for you to adopt, then you'll likely get discouraged and sometimes you can get lost. 
We lose peace in our lives when we try to do all these good things. So please keep that in mind with all these ideas that I give you, that I'm not asking you to live all of these things to the, to the letter. I'm asking you to explore what feels right for you and then do those things. Find out what your 1% is and which areas and just hit that for a little while and learn about the other things. And when the time is right, maybe try to adopt some of those or discard some of the other ones. I do that constantly in my life. So a plain and simple explanation of offense law is as follows. So again, this is John Hilton III talking about this. So there's a big hole in your backyard and you put a fence around it so people don't fall in. Now the hole is sin and the fence is what we do to protect people from that sin. And if you're not religious, you can swap out sin for anything negative that you want to protect your loved ones from, like maybe addiction or laziness or entitlement or things like that. So fence laws can be extra rules. But core laws are things like the Ten Commandments or things that affect our temple recommend. So these are more doctrines or our covenants. So a core law example might be the law of chastity. An offense law may be something that protects us so that we don't break the law of chastity. So maybe that would be no kissing until the fourth date and it's not going to last longer than five seconds. That was an example that he gave. Or no going into the bedroom of a member of the opposite sex. That's one that I grew up with. Well, if you get so focused on those fence laws, you might miss the point, which is the law of chastity, which ultimately is keeping us close to the Lord. There are a lot of things in our church, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that can be fence laws. So even in the strength of youth, there are several fence laws. And fence laws aren't necessarily bad. Honestly, they're usually not bad. But they can be for different individuals if they're not spirit-led when we adopt them. And if you are listening and you are a church leader, for example, you need to really be careful what you recommend because some people take things very literally and will do everything to follow them even at the expense of their mental health or even spiritual health. And I've noticed that for myself, I have to be very careful as well. So that's why I want to have several disclaimers so you always keep that in mind, because every person is different. An example of that is when I was younger, I was much more literal. I think developmentally that happens a lot for our young children and our teens. And so I followed that recommendation to read 30 minutes of scriptures a day, too literally, And I felt a lot of shame if I didn't do it. So you really want to be watchful of that, especially with your children or if you have any family members that you feel are very literal, to help them understand the purpose behind it and help them be able to minimize that shame. I know sometimes in certain cultures too, the more you're around like-minded people, it can almost feel like a righteousness contest in different stages of life. And I think I saw that uh, a little bit in college and maybe even in high school. Hopefully you don't see that too much. When I was listening and researching and studying this, it does remind me of the letter and the spirit of the law. So when we obey the letter of the law, that's when we follow the literal reading of the words of the law. So we get very literal there. But if we're following the spirit of the law, that means we're following the intent behind the law. And you can see how this relates to the fence laws versus the sin aspect of that. Just keep that in mind as we are talking today. 
Sir John talks about how we can get lost in setting up more guidelines or fences instead of teaching the purpose behind the fence or with the spirit and letter of the law. Some examples that were given about reasons we enact fence laws began with questions about things like what swimwear is okay or what activities should we do on Sunday or do little kids need to wear modest clothing and those kinds of valid questions that we're not really sure about. So we enact these fence laws and they can be very appropriate and they can be stumbling blocks for some people. He also gave an example of Elder Scott when he came to John's mission and invited them to set their own fence laws, especially when they got back from their missions. So that's just something that protects them from sin. And this is not a negative thing. But the fact that he was inviting them to do that individually and just to look inward, knowing their own strengths and weaknesses, that feels powerful because we know ourselves best. And instead of it being this blanket commandment for all different personality types, it instead becomes something that can be a very personal and helpful law or something to keep us safe. I have another story I want to share about this great book club that I was in not too long ago, and the topic of modesty came up somehow. Now, I'm quite modest, and I really in the past haven't understood how people can be so casual in their modesty as members of the church, and I really have been at times somewhat judgmental about this. But over the last five years or so, my attitude has changed In that setting, I asked the women there in true sincerity about their opinions because I wanted to better understand their perspective. One of my friends shared that she was okay with bikinis and wearing tank tops and short shorts to the gym or for exercising in general. And I really appreciated her honesty and her explanation. And I don't even remember exactly what she said, but I remember her being a little bit hesitant to talk about it and feeling a little bit ashamed of myself that I hadn't... ask somebody in this way before. And it felt so different to approach it in this way. Instead of this judgmental culture, just to simply talk about our fence laws and seek understanding, recognizing that we all have different ways that we are raised, different perspectives. And this was a woman I really respect, and she's someone that I've admired quite a bit. And yet she has different fence laws, and that's completely okay. After that conversation, I feel like I was able to be less harsh in my judgments and have greater understanding of different approaches. Even if I don't necessarily change how I dress or what I do, I don't have to have that energy and that judgment that I may have once had. And truly, I have almost never worn a tank top to the gym, and yet I've seen my stake presidency wear them when they work out. This is not something that prevents us from getting a temple recommend. But fence laws are very charged topics. And I'm sure as you guys are listening to this, you're having a strong reaction to certain things like, oh, no, no, I've read this or I've read this or no, this is definitely not a fence law. This is definitely a commandment. And it is interesting how big the feelings could get. And it reminds me of a quote. I actually don't have it in front of me, but I love it. I might have shared it before. I think it says, when you get reactive, get curious you have a wound that is waiting to be healed or asking to be healed from the two. But I love that. So if you are getting reactive right now, 
that says more about you than it does about the other people. So explore that. I would encourage some self-exploration into your judgments. My daughter just went to prom recently, and she said that she doesn't really understand the reason behind covering your shoulders and not just wearing spaghetti straps on a dress. In the past, I might have given her a strict or mildly shaming response, but this time I shared some of these concepts. I love how the changes in the strength of youth encouraged them to seek individual guidance on many things. And I told her about future covenants and the temple and the reason behind modesty. I told her that she's not a bad person if she shows her shoulders, and ultimately she needs to decide for herself. I told her that I try not to because I can see myself becoming too casual, because I enjoy being comfortable and not having a lot of clothing on, and I feel like that's a door I don't know that I want to open because I don't know if I trust myself enough yet. And then I talked about how I've observed others start to justify the things that they do and how they can quickly become casual in their adherence to the gospel. I told her the reason for the fence and that she needs to decide for herself now that she's getting older. And she'll need to readjust and reevaluate regularly so she doesn't get off that straight and narrow path. Truly, my friends, this can feel scary to let our loved ones decide, but that's how we all grow. After this talk with my daughter, she just simply said, huh, that makes sense. Now, I didn't tell her what to do. I just had a conversation with her. And she chose a great dress. She didn't leave that conversation feeling resentful because I forced her to do something. I just taught her correct principles and I let her govern herself. She might have chosen something very different than I would want her to. But again, she's learning what to do. Obviously, this needs to be done on a case-by-case basis and when it's developmentally appropriate. So we can't tell you this is exactly when you do things. You need to be spirit-led in that as well when you talk to your loved ones. I just want to quickly go back to that story of me and my modesty. We can also get off the straight and narrow path by being too rigid and judgmental. And I think sometimes I was doing that with my modesty. Really, I was just trying to avoid judgment myself when it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal to wear a tank top when I was running and very, very sweaty, and I was missing the mark in that case. I'm not telling you to go wear a tank top. I'm not telling you to never wear a tank top. I'm just saying you need to decide that and explore the reasons why you're doing things. I can think of a few friends that I really love and admire in a lot of different ways, but that also have some pretty strong opinions about what is right and what is wrong concerning fence laws. And it's really hard not to go along with what they think, but to explore for ourselves what fence laws will live and why we're going to live them. These can be related to things like R-rated movies or beards or white shirts for men at church or so many things like that. The danger comes when we focus on the law and not the purpose of the law. John also mentioned that sometimes people need more fence laws because Maybe they're less obedient or have different struggles than others. Like maybe missionaries would be gamers all day if they didn't have more of those fence laws because developmentally, maybe at that stage, they need some more. Just remember that something that might be helpful for you might be more harmful for someone else and be open to that. Some people can be very overwhelmed and heavy burdened by to-dos and struggle when they don't do it to the letter. So if goals are too aggressive, it can harm people. 
mentally and spiritually. So be aware of that. One person might be really overwhelmed by all the tasks and programs. And another person may really need that. Right now, me and my family are watching The Chosen. And I love watching that. And how in those episodes, it seems like Jesus often intentionally broke some of those fence laws or those cultural laws that are not doctrine or those... I honestly feel like cheering a little bit every time that he did something like that. And I can't help but think that when the Savior comes again, will we be those Pharisees that are pointing fingers and are smug about our level of revealed truth or our knowledge that we look too far beyond the mark? So what fence laws would the Savior intentionally break if he came today to show us that the fence law is not the point? but that staying close to him is. I really do believe that something like this will occur and that most of us will be humbled quite a bit. But that is not doctrine. That is just my opinion. It just makes sense that he comes and he teaches things that way. That's his pattern. And I loved how he did that. He just loved people where they were at and he taught them a better way. Remember that too many layers can cause people to stumble. Too many rules, too many laws, too many regulations... I have a lot of friends that have lost their faith in God, and I think sometimes it began with these cultural laws and these fence laws that felt too burdensome. We need to remember that. Again, especially if some of us are leaders in the church, just put aside that judgment and try to see things from their eyes with more compassion. If things are not in the church handbook, maybe we can let it go as we're spiritually guided to do so. The point of this episode is not to have you all go and just shed all these things and say, it's not in the handbook. It's not in the handbook. That is definitely not what I'm encouraging. Right now, I'm the young women's president in my ward, and the bishop just asked the young women to take over counting members um, during the sacrament, which has historically been done by the bishopric or the executive secretary, or really just like a male leader. And as a woman, I really appreciate leaders who ask if this is a cultural tradition or if this is doctrine. And in this case, it's not doctrine. So we're not only getting the youth more involved, but women as well, which is a historical shift. Now, I could choose to let church history anger me, or I can recognize that we're always needing to reevaluate approaches in every single generation. When we explore why... We can better understand if it's something that should be changed or not. So I want to give a couple other examples of fence laws. Don't chew gum in church. Don't let people in the sacrament room after sacrament starts. Or in Jesus' day, it was don't eat bread with unwashed hands. We can make the word of God void because of our traditions and get us to look beyond the mark. So I encourage you to explore this with curiosity and without judgment. So if you're a spiritual leader, you can give an invitation and let the Spirit show them how to do things without telling people how to do it. And I need to even remember this. And just remember that for many people, like new converts or maybe less actives, it's not true doctrine that's the problem. It's often the cultural fences that we set up. That's what John Hilton talked about. So just keep that in mind, especially as people are struggling and explore why that might be. I want to share another quick story that John Hilton III talked about. First, he said, when we emphasize the fence, the doctrine never gets inside. And he shared how his son wanted to watch a PG-13 movie, but he said, oh, 
no, we don't watch those until we're 13 in our family. So his son didn't question it, and that was that. But then his younger daughter wanted to watch one when she was 11, and he told her, well, why don't you go research it and find out why it's rated that way and then make a decision. And his son got really upset, and he's like, but we don't watch them till we're 13. So John turned to his daughter and asked her why she thought they didn't watch PG-13 movies. And she said, well, it's so we don't watch bad stuff until we're older. And he just kind of laughed about that, like, wow, I really missed the mark with this fence. He hadn't taught the principles behind that fence, that we don't have the Holy Ghost with us when we watch inappropriate things. A couple other examples they shared in this episode was one where President Nelson talked about keeping the Sabbath day holy and how we treat the Sabbath as a sign of your beliefs towards God. But he didn't tell us how to do that. He didn't give us a checklist because we're trying to move away from that checklist mentality that they probably had in Moses' day. He wanted us to go and apply the principles ourselves and not be compelled in all things. So fences can be helpful. They're often helpful. Just make sure you are spirit-led as you explore what those fences are and what you're going to adopt and not adopt. One other example is the church put out this video about the best type of swimsuit to wear. And they shared all of these little clips of girls saying, and I found the answer and I, and I finally know what to wear. But they never told what the answer was. And really, that, that is the same for us. We need to go out there and find our own answers after we study doctrine. And it might look a little different from those around us. And that's okay. I do want to say something briefly about how judgment can take place in both directions. I think it's interesting and a little bit funny how sometimes when people leave the church, they say, well, people were so judgmental, but everything they're saying to me is very judgmental about those other people. And just being aware of that. Some examples that he gave is that he is pretty judgmental about people that are playing basketball with their kids on Sundays sometimes. But then when it comes to watching the Super Bowl on Sundays, he thinks that, oh, those other people that don't do that are very maybe prudish or self-righteous. So it can go both ways. Another example is going to prom before you turn 16. Well, my daughter turned 16, I think it was like four days before, and I let her decide. Whereas before, in the past, I would have been very rigid about that and proud of my rigidity. And you can judge me for that if you want to or not. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> Just lead with love and focus on principles and doctrine. We are all on our path to Christ. And we can let go of judgments. And I want to end with a reminder to follow prophetic fence laws because prophets are seers. They see. So they better understand the need for setting certain laws because they see what is coming. So don't just easily dismiss them either and say, well, that's not a true commandment. That's not doctrine. So I can let it go. And for me, I thought of food storage. Like we're still going to get a temple recommended if we don't do food storage. But we also don't see what's coming. So yeah, we might get a temple recommend, but we might not be protected for what's coming because we didn't listen to those that see, that have those keys. When the Spirit gives us a fence law, we really want to follow them, but we can also let go of some of those that might be burdensome. And remember to teach the doctrine and not just the fence law.
Really look inward and don't point fingers at all those that are not doing the things the way that you think that they should do it. I love this paraphrase of the scripture that says, Take heed that you do not judge that which is evil to be of God, and that which is of God to be of the devil. Search diligently to know good and evil. Sometimes it can feel like a fine line. Fence laws can be helpful, but the Holy Ghost will teach us what we can do, or the Spirit. And I, again, hope that even if you are not Christian or religious, that you can apply these things to cultural differences, and you can let go of some of those judgments for other people. Maybe it's even judgments for Christians. Maybe it's judgments for people of different political beliefs than you. So just a little recap, and then I will be done. Four things to remember. It's good to have spirit-driven fence laws. And some fence laws can be burdensome. Remember the mark and try not to go beyond it. And love God and love your neighbors. Try not to judge others because of their fence laws. Remember that everyone has different needs. Teach the doctrine and let the rest go. I pray that these things will help you like they helped me. Maybe you can shed some of those judgments that you've kept in your heart for a long time, or maybe you can let go of some of that shame and that guilt that you've carried over something that might just be a cultural tradition that is not really necessary and is not helping you in your spiritual journey. Remember to follow those that set fence laws that are seers, that see things that we may not see. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. Please share it with others that you think would benefit from it on social media or through text or any other channels out there. And as a reminder, I am launching Igniting Life, which is a 12-week mental health and wellness reset for individuals on August 20th. I know I've talked about that before, but don't wait to sign up because space is limited. It will be transformational and pivotal to growth and help you find that success that maybe you haven't found yet. You can sign up at fulfillmenttherapy.org or email me at fulfillment.therapist at gmail.com. Have a fantastic week and shine boldly and brightly, my friends. If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.